When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. The following is a presentation of Learfield. Welcome to Duck Insider. Our whole athletic department, there's a level of expectations of success. Touchdown, Oregon. He can run and slam. This is back out for a three. Left wing is good. In the air to center, back at the wall. It's out of here. Really excited that we get to rep our ducks and hopefully come back to Eugene with some championships. Indoor track and field national champion. Oregon repeats as the Pac-12 champion. And for the fourth time in the last six years, the ducks are Pac-12 champions. We have so many teams that are excelling right now, and it's really fun to be a part of. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Camp has officially come to a close. Happy Friday, everybody. Thanks for joining us in the Country Financial Studio. Jerry Allen will be with us. Mike Jorgensen will be with us in spirit via the Matrix. Because... He's going to be on that TV over there. Uh, Jorgie actually has a day job. We often talk about and joke about this. He actually has a day job. Uh, so he's going to join us uh, coming up virtually. We're going to make our first pick of the season, and we have some big announcements today. Mario Cristobal met with the media after Fast Friday this morning, and the Ducks have their starting quarterback. Also still some competition going on for that number two spot and competition for that cornerback spot as well. And a couple guys that have returned to team activities. Mario Cristobal with tons of updates for us. We begin Duck Insider today hearing from Coach Cristobal, and it's always brought to you by our friends at Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. Fight like a duck with cancer care you can count on. Mario Cristobal meeting with the media as camp has come to a close. It's our first real fast Friday today that we had as a team. You know, some, uh, some things look sharp and some things need work, but we are progressing. Uh, items for you guys. After consulting with uh, campus and our administration, both Jamal Hill and DJ James have been reinstated for practice purposes, and uh, they will not be available for the Fresno State game. Other item, uh, quarterback-wise, Anthony Brown will start, will be the starter for us. The number two quarterback position is still up for grabs, and those guys will continue to compete. Uh, In terms of the corner position, DJ James, I'm sorry, um, both uh, Dante Manning and Triquez Bridges will continue battling for that. They've been co-starters the entire camp. Uh, They're doing a good job competing, continuing to get better. So we're going to let that competition continue to roll as well. So questions, please. For for DJ and 
and Jamal, you say limited to practice, but they're able to do other team activities, just not playing games. Is that correct? They're practicing with us, and they will not be available for the Fresno State. They're in like meeting rooms and all that stuff, too? Practice and meetings, yes. What will go into the decision for the backup QB spot at this point, Mario? What more do you need to see to well, make that determination? It's tight. You know, it's tight, and they do things well. They're progressing. It feels like one day one's ahead of the other, us, the others. Um, you know, you're running out of reps, and it becomes a real tight situation, not only from the game is coming, but from the reps available to let it uh, play itself out. So we got to make a decision, and uh, we got to be able to handle it as a team, and the guys got to be able to handle it and keep working, keep getting better to be someone that could help this football team. Uh, Jalen Red, we haven't asked you much about him because obviously no. he started off camp at limited capacity. But as he works his way back, we talk about those super seniors. It's only him and Johnny who've been here the whole time. What have you seen from Jalen in terms of preparation for this last ride season? Yeah, he's really close to game ready, and he will be game ready. You know, whenever you have an injury, you know, you want to do what's best for the young man. You want to make sure when he gets back that he's back for the long haul. A lot of times when you prepare a guy from a return to play standpoint, if you cut that process short or you cheat it, you typically have uh, chronic issues. And his process has been excellent. Um, he's looked really, really sharp. He's not far away from being ready. But the, we're obviously the whole team is excited to have Jalen Red out there going full throttle. What did Anthony do that really kind of solidified him as the uh, starter? No, he's been doing it for a bit now. You know, obviously we keep things close to the vest. He's um, the way he handles and has control and command of the offense, um, his presence amongst the players at the line of scrimmage, his ability to improvise, right, sometimes negotiate throws in tough situations, um, his ability to run the ball as well. He's been really accurate, and his explosive play ratio has been really high against a defense that we feel is really good. You know, we don't. We don't chart seven on seven much, and we do it, but it's not really a counter. There's no, there's no rush, right? There's no duress. When we enter those periods to test the passing game, we go team pass, team blitz, plays under pressure to really test them, test the protections, test the quarterback, pocket presence, all that stuff. Anthony's done a great job, you know, and quite frankly, um, he's a starter because he's done a great job, and the other ones are battling for that other spot because they've done a great job as well. It's not a matter of great performance versus poor performance. They've all done, they've developed under Coach Moorhead and the system. So proud of them. Want to see them keep competing. And, uh, you know, we have a saying around here. Everybody loves competition until it goes your way, until it doesn't go your way, right? And um, so far, guys have handled it really well. We expect them to handle it well throughout the whole thing. On that front, just because it looked like they worked with Nate a bit yesterday. I didn't see Butter photograph with the others. It's Jay wasn't photographed with the other quarterbacks throwing with Costa. Jay Butterfield? Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't throw with Costa. He's an analyst. You know, he's a lot of stand-up practice. But, um, no, Jay is 100% in that mix. He's done a great job. Um, You know, people always may have given him the stigma that he cannot run. He runs pretty well, well enough. So there's no, uh, I would say there's no strikes against him, nothing held against him in in that regard. He's a really good player. He's very accurate. Uh, he's decisive, and he plays with guts. Like he, he knows when he, he relies on his arm strength. And he knows when he can zip it in there in tight windows. He knows when he has to pull it and make another decision. So, really, really impressed with him so far. How long could you foresee keeping that number two job open? Like, is it going to be open competition throughout the season? Well, or do you have a time? You, you got to make a decision as quick as you can, and that's where we're pressing the issue. You know, am I ready to make it today? I wish I was. You know, these things play themselves out. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than other times. It deserves more time. Again, there aren't many reps to go around. So uh, we've got to make a decision as to what we feel is best for the team, and we'll do that. Your, your week one opponent plays tomorrow. What kind of pros and cons do you see to seeing that week one opponent play in week zero? Well, both, you know, the stuff that you guys talk about all the time, that they have the ability to get a game, you know, under their belts, um, which is always different no matter how much you try to simulate it. And uh, at the same time, you know, when you don't have a game, you can watch, and I don't know, the way we've done camp, I feel like our bodies are ready to go. I don't foresee any issues there, so honestly, I'd rather play, you know, play as much as possible and play as many guys as possible, so I think there's always an advantage to that, but you don't lean on that. You take uh, advantage of the time you have to, once we're done with our preparation tomorrow, to watch them, study them more closely. Uh, They're an impressive football team. They have a lot of good players, 
and they've acquired a lot of good players through the transfer portal. So we expect them, uh, you know, to be not only ready for, uh, you know, for their game uh, this week, but they'll they have a lot of good players, and that's going to be a tremendous test for us. For a lot of Paul Camp talking to your players, they kind of just naturally assumed Anthony would be the guy, and it seems like he has total command of this team. How do you feel like he got there? With that and just the respect and command of this locker room. I think he earned it. I don't, you know, still going to make it hard on a guy. I just don't think you hand anything over. Why would you, right? right. Why would you ever create a team and a, a culture where stuff is just handed over? He's done that and he's been pressed hard. He'll tell you, I press him hard, real, real hard, because again, I can't simulate thousands of people yelling and screaming and that type of duress. So we got to create that in practice, got to create that in situational play. And the way that we script practice, and the way that we prepare, you know everything that we do. So, uh, just a lot of credit to him. You know he's been through a lot, been around, you know, pretty much across the country, right? Um, and when you do that, if it's not real, it's hard to earn the trust and the backing of your teammates. He's done a really good job, and we expect him to keep growing as a leader. I saw Justin Flo head out of here a little bit early today. Is everything okay with him? Just normal? It's what? Justin Flo. Uh, headed out of here a little bit early today. Is everything good with him? Yes, he's okay. Alex was saying this rotation up front, obviously with the six guys back, but that you guys feel pretty comfortable with seven or eight, maybe even nine guys. Where do you see just that group shaping up at this point? Battles everywhere. Uh, truly just great job with development with those guys. Coach Mirabal, you know, uh, you know, Kirk's done a good job helping him out as well. Those guys have had a tremendous foundation last season and the off season. No, this Alex Forsyth, you know, we don't we don't talk about him enough and we need to. That guy epitomizes what football is about. He epitomizes a leader, you know, a captain, a tough guy, resiliency, I mean, you name it, he's got it. And he's he's forged a very helped forge a very strong room, a very culture oriented room, so He's confident in everybody around them. We've cross-trained uh, everybody. What that number is, I don't know. You know, we're going to let those guys battle out. You know, today we had our developmental scrimmage. A lot of guys got reps out there, guys that are going to be playing on Saturday, but we still rep them as part of that developmental scrimmage because they still need reps, and they got them today. And so I think we'll that'll shake out a little bit more by Wednesday. By Wednesday of next week when we're done with practice, I think, uh, I think that part of the chart will be a lot clearer. You mentioned some of the quarterbacks and the fallout of some decisions you have to make. How did just the team in general respond to being notified of some starters and all that? Well, I think at the quarterback position, it's probably not a surprise, but it's confirmation. Um, you know, we meet with our guys always. That's how you notify them. We talked about it the other day. That's the ultimate form of respect, face-to-face -face communication, making sure that there's clarity. You don't ever want to hear stuff, you know, and back when I was playing, there wasn't any social media. You all think I'm, you know, newspapers and stuff to find out what's going on. But you don't, um, it's the right way to do things. And I think this, look, when you let your guys know every single day where they stand and what they have to do to get better, and then you present opportunities with competition, then there's clarity. And at the end of the day, what you expect is a guy when clarity is established that you have a plan for them to get better to keep competing. And at that point, then they got to go one way or the other. They got to be on board and come get it aggressively, or they can pull back and, you know, and we think we have the type of competitors that want to attack it aggressively with good attitudes. And that's the culture, you know. And, you know, we try to make it 100% perfect. I don't know if it ever gets there, but they know the expectation. We're going to keep riding with that. Will Trey still limited a little bit as seven? Earn that number three designation at running back. You know he's he has been limited, but not up uh, not the last week. I mean he's now taking live reps, and he looks great. You know he's ready. He's ready to go. Um, we've been cautious because you always want to be when a guy goes through an injury like that. But the confidence in him over the last even more than a week, about a week and a half. Um, I mean we feel that if he's not ready 100%, he's right there. He's right at the cusp. Both uh, Seven and Byron have had a great camp. So aside from, you know, Trey continuing to heal up and get better, both those guys have, have proven that they're going to help us this year. They're both going to play. Just a couple of guys we hadn't seen so far, Mario, in terms of clarity. Uh, Will Hoyt and Greenfield, just what their status is. Not available right now. Okay. How close is, Last How close is Sean maybe to Sean Dollars to getting back out and being able to contribute? Yeah, I wish sooner than later. Man, that 
look, you want to talk about a guy that's got a super future. Sean Dollars is a, an electric football player and a tremendous human being. I'd, I'd say he's probably a couple months out, probably a little bit longer than, you know, first expected. Um, but you guys see him. I mean, he looks great. He's grinding. Um, he's coming around. I mean, his his rehabilitation has been really strong. He's got a great attitude. He's he's just in it, and he wants to get back. But um, midseason, midseason, so hopefully we'll get him back then. Good stuff from Mario Cristobal. The Oregon football head coach meeting with the media. If you're just joining us, Anthony Brown will start for the Ducks at quarterback. Number two quarterback position still a lot of competition there. Guys like Robbie Ashford, Jay Butterfield. And you can't forget about the five-star who came in and Ty Thompson. Those guys all still competing for the number two job. Dante Manning, Triquez Bridges, they're still competing for that boundary cornerback spot. And Jamal Hill and DJ James are back with the team. They will not play against Fresno State. Those are the big takeaways from Coach Cristobal here today. As fall camp comes to a close, Ducks now have the weekend. And then it's game week. Fresno State going to be in town. Fresno State plays at 11 a.m. tomorrow against UConn. We will be tuning in, and it gives the Ducks and also the voice of the Ducks, Jerry Allen. A little bit of a head start, doesn't it? I'm looking forward to tomorrow just to watch Fresno State. Yeah, me too. It's uh, You know, Coach was asked, Jerry, you just heard about pros and cons of if you get to see that, that team or – they get to shake the rust off first. It's kind of yeah. both, right? But for broadcasters, this is a dream come true for an oh, opener. Yeah, it is, yeah no, there's no doubt about it. Instead of uh, going to that game for the first time and looking and trying to figure out who number 12 is and what his body style is like and does he run that fast or who the key guys on a team are, when you get to watch film of that team before you play them, it's like preparing all week for that final exam before you get the exam. It's going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, Jason's asking, I would love to know if they have that edge where they have that swagger, y'all know what I mean. I, I thought that this past week, when we kind of got into the dog days of camp, Jerry, week three, it's like everyone's over it. You know, the, the competition has been so high. They've been hitting each other over and over again. Tempers can flare a little bit. And now there's decisions being made by the coaches, as you just heard, guys determining where they sit on the depth chart. I think this week there was that edge. I, I saw that at practice, particularly I think this defense, particularly in the front seven, is really, really good. Uh, they've been getting after it. Yeah, I think there's an edge because they finally realize that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, okay, we, we get a game now. We can see it. We can reach it. We're gonna we're gonna start working on our opponent rather than just hitting each other. I think that that's when you develop that edge, not going against your own guys when you're getting ready for somebody. So that's what they're doing right now. And you're right. I'm I'm anxious to see this D because I think the D sets up the offense. I always thought that the defense could limit teams. Your offense will outscore them. Yeah, I agree. He's Jerry Allen, the voice of the Ducks. We're going to get a break in the Country Financial Studio. When we come back, we're going to go through some more updates from Oregon football. Coach Mirabal, Coach McClendon, also a couple thoughts from them. And then Mike Jorgensen's going to join us because we've got a pick to make. UCLA plays this weekend. We're back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome to Toyota's national sales event. Thanks. I've been waiting to get a new Toyota all year. Well, right now, we've got exciting offers on our lineup of 2021s, like Camry, Corolla, RAV4, Tacoma. <gasps> Highlander! Jen, do you mind watching Chance? Oh, um, okay. Listen, Chance, I run a tight ship, so I don't want any funny business. Who's a good boy? Toyota's national sales event is on. Current offers end September 7th. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Toyota, let's go places. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Back on Nugget Cider, presentable on Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack along with Jerry Allen inside the Country Financial Studio. Jerry, it, camp is officially over. We can start preparing for Fresno State. What were your big takeaways from camp this year? You've seen 35 of these darn things. Well, I thought it was interesting how many guys are still on the team that were there last year. I mean, this is like normally you'd lose, you know, 30% of, of this team and start learning all the new guys. But everybody's back. I mean, there are a few exceptions to that. So I think one thing we've learned in this fall camp that I've seen is that Oregon's going to have more depth at many positions to start this year than we have in quite a while. Coach Cristobal said at one point in camp that he thinks the depth of this team is such that special teams are really, really benefiting from it. Oh, no doubt. Got a lot more great bodies there. He said that they're so confident in their special teams, and especially in their return game, that really – Every special team sequence is like the first play of an offensive drive. You know, I, he's talked about how special teams is so important, but in that regard, I mean, I, I, I'm actually really excited to watch Oregon in special teams because I think Tom Snee is a difference maker as a punter. I think that they've got a couple really good options at place kicker this year, and now I feel like the return game may be poised to be as good as we've seen it in recent memory. Yeah, I'm going to give Oregon just – I think the advantage in special teams in most games this year, and there have been a lot of games in recent history that Oregon has not been the best special teams team on the field. Topsney flips fields. He's a difference maker. Oregon with the ability to get big returns and set up field position for the offense, that's a difference maker in a game. So, yeah, special teams maybe, I don't want to say the most important, but maybe at the top of the list when the season's over. Big reason why the Ducks have a lot of different receivers, running back, skill position guys, I think, that can factor in. Seven McGee, one of them. We've seen a veteran. Even Johnny Johnson's been back there returning punts quite a bit. You know, and then I want to pivot, too, a little bit to the offensive line, Jerry. We're going to hear from Coach Alex Mirabal in just a moment. Ducks feel like maybe they've got seven, eight, nine guys that can rotate in. They like to work guys at all these different kinds of positions. I actually think the offensive line is, is a position to watch against Fresno State because the Ducks – were so brand new last year. The youngest offensive line, the most inexperienced offensive line in all of college football a year ago. That's after just how great that offensive line was the year prior to that. I think the offensive line's a position to watch. Now they've got a little more experience, and now they've got to show that they are one of those big units with as many great recruits that they have on that line. Yeah, I mean, it all starts up front, and I think they can be the smartest group on the field, even given their opponents, because they did all play together last year. And Experience, you can't coach experience. You just can't do it. They have to experience it, and they brought all that to this year, teaching the new guys what they're doing. I'm excited to see how they just handle people mentally on the field. Mike Jorgensen going to join us coming up uh, he'll talk about what he's learned in fall camp as we get ready for uh, eight days from now oh, eight man. days from now we're at Austin Stadium yes. uh, we're almost a week away from the start of Oregon football season against Fresno State gonna hear from Georgie coming up also Brian McClendon but first let's hear a little bit from coach Alex Mirabal jumping in on a conversation with the Oregon offensive line coach I always love listening to this guy update us on his position group What's the threshold maybe a player has to reach where you do feel confident in, in having them stick at a spot well it, it would be you know, the fact that if it's, it's not really him, it's, it's whoever's behind him. You know, are, are you comfortable with the guy behind him uh, to take that spot and slide him over to another spot? You know what I'm saying? So it's more based on that. Is there, are there guys behind? If I move this guy, if I, for instance, let's say we move Alex Forsyth, whoever takes over for him, is there going to be a big drop-off? If there is, then you don't want to do that, you know? So that's kind of just the, the, the mindset and the process that we're going through right now. Is it largely the same six at the top, Alex? Or, or no, there's about seven. There's about eight, nine guys right now that we feel that we feel right now are are, are ready today. If tomorrow was September 4th, which it's not, uh, that we we would we can trot out there, you know, that we can trot out there. And uh, so, but obviously, there's still competition over the next couple of days to to see who's gonna who we're gonna play and who we're not gonna play. We've recruited some of the best offensive linemen in this program's yeah. history. Um, and then there's we, Ryan, we, Ryan Watt. We, not, okay. not me. 
not me. It's it's a we thing here. It's a you know everybody. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but it, it's never about I or me. That's 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 junk in my opinion. It takes it takes a we to recruit guys. You know, uh, it's our our head football coach is more involved in recruiting. I would say than any other head coach in the country. I mean, he doesn't ask you to send a letter. He doesn't ask you to do a FaceTime that he doesn't do. You know, so he's as integral and as vital to our recruiting success at every position, especially the offensive line, than anywhere else, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, Coach Mastro has a hand in a lot of the old linemen that we've brought here. Coach Bobby Williams does, you know, uh, Ken Wilson. So it, it's really, really truly is a we thing, you know. It really truly is. Um, what was your next question? I forgot. What has allowed Ryan Walk to be a former walk-on to get to this spot where he's in the mix as a, as right. a starter? Well, he's mentally and physically tough. He's mentally and physically resilient. Um, it means a lot to him. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that's he's going to fight, claw, scratch uh, to get the job done. You know, and again, Coach Cristobal truly says it. It doesn't matter how you arrive here, right? It, what matters is what do you do with the opportunity when you get here. And he's a, <clears throat> he's a young man who's taken full advantage of his opportunities. You know, he, he's a guy we were talking about earlier. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? How are we doing it? He knows what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it. And then he knows it. And he can process it at a really, really, really high level. So the game of football really has slowed, slows down for him. You know, and that's what allows him to react and respond when the defense isn't set up where, that, where the football coach told you he was, they were going to be. You know, because that's really what football is, right? Uh, you don't have enough time as, as, a, as a college football coach. You don't have time as an NFL coach to go over every look with those guys. There are certain things, I promise you right now, as much as prepared as they're going to be, there are certain things that they're going to see on September 4th that we're going to execute awesome, and it'll be the first time those cats see it. And whoever tells you differently is full of it. All right? And that's the reality here at college. It's the reality in the NFL. So you want guys that can, how fast can you process stuff? It's not about knowing what to do, why to do it, and how to do it. That's important. But it's knowing what to do, why to do, how to do it, and do it now. Right? And do it a second before you even think about it. And that's what allows a kid like him, like Ryan, to be very successful. You know, and Ryan's a guy that he's, a, he's one of those guys that he makes those other guys around him better. You know, he makes and, – and, and that's how it is, right? It's not the best five play, – it's the best five – who's going to make the best unit? You know, how, who's going to make them, them gel together? And so, but that's what makes a kid like him uh, be able to succeed out on the football field. You know, when it kind of clicked like, hey – we might have something here. This is not your typical walk-on. Yeah, I, I would think. Well, it, it was, it was uh, probably that first uh, fall that I was here, you know. And even though he was a scout team guy, the first fall, and then that spring when all those guys, when, the, when, when the Lemieux's left, the Throckmorton's left, and and you know, and then it, we had that first spring after those guys left in 2000. That uh, it seems like forever ago, but that first spring when those guys left, we had about eight guys O linemen at camp. That's it. In spring ball, we had about eight. So, I mean, that joker's there. Hey, go put him in. And he takes every rep. You know, he's, he, he, he doesn't get hurt. You know, it's, it's more important for him to be out there than be in the training room. That's his mentality. That's his philosophy. So, he just took advantage of all these opportunities. You know, that spring when we only had about eight guys, for real, we only had about eight guys. And we didn't cut down reps. So, we were still taking a bunch of reps. And here he is. He just kept showing up every day, every day, every day, every day. And he kept look, showing up on film. You know, where to the point where even other guys, even other players are like hey coach man you know that guy's pretty good now you know so that's how it was he just took advantage of the, the someone opened the door for him he walked in and it's kind of like continues to push himself you know he doesn't in any way he prepares as if he's still that walk on he prepares as if he still has a lot to prove thank you you're welcome Valley versatility alex for jones in particular do you look at him as a tackle or a guard or does he does he have a home? Because it's been for a couple of years of Steven. Oh, yeah. yeah, and and uh, I, I I view him as a tackle. I view him as a tackle, but I think he could be a high level guard too. You know, but I, I think he's very. Uh, if we had if all things were equal, you'd like for him to be able to play tackle. You know, you'd like for him to be able to settle in and and become a master of, of one spot instead of jack of all trades. So that's what we're trying to do with Steven. Whether we can do that or not, well, it depends more. Honestly, it doesn't depend on Steven. Steven's been moved around uh, as a tribute to him because he's, he's mentally very flexible. I know that's not the sound, but he's mentally very flexible. He can, he, you can put him at right tackle or left tackle in the same, within the same period in practice, and he doesn't miss a beat. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't make a big deal about it. So because of that versatility, when we've had injuries, when we've had 
uh, someone who or we don't think has been producing at the a certain level, he makes it easy for you to move him, you know. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it liked, it, you'd love to be able to just have him settle down in a position. Kind of like Forsyth was that way, you know, when, when Forsyth, when, when that group was here in 2019, Forsyth played everything. He was a right tackle. We, uh, heck, our former O-line Jake nicknamed Toolbox, you know, because he did everything. Now he's been able to settle down at, at the center spot, you know, and now we don't have to really move him, you know. So, but um, ideally, James, ideally, you'd like for Steven to be, a tackle, uh, but I mean, I think he could be a great guard too. You know, he's just a big man, big, big human being that can bend, that can move. So he's one of those guys that when you when you recruit him, you know, okay, I can see him pl- being able to play four spots. You know, I don't think he's a center, but I think he, he could play a tackle or, or a guard spot. And it's it's you're you're asking the same question in a different way, but that NFL scouts ask, you know, about these guys. Can they play more than one spot? Hey, has he ever played guard? Right, you know, can he play left? Can he? Oh, is he only a right side guy? So that kind of deal. Coach, so the defense always talks about keeping guys fresh. Yeah. Well, I inferred from your comments you got seven, eight, nine guys, but it's not about being fresh. It's about it's about maybe being injured or hurt. But yeah. am I misinterpreting that? No. You know what? It's it's. What, what, here's how we do it. The old the old line is different. It's different than D line, right? Um, D line, those guys rotate every four snaps. The old line might have to go 12 plays. You know, it's. What Coach Christmile look at it is if you move the, the left tackle and you put the backup left tackle, how much of a drop-off is there? If, if there's a big drop-off, then you don't want to do that, right? Because you can get your quarterback smoked or you can get your running back smoked, right? So that's really how you do it up, up front on the offensive line. You know, when you move that right guard and you let the, another guard go in there, what's a drop-off? If there's not a drop-off, then you just ride with it and play it, you know? So that's what we're trying to determine now, how many guys we feel we can play in that first game without there being a drop-off. That's good stuff from Alex Mirabal. We're going to talk with Mike Jorgensen coming. Look, he's on the TV, guys. Look, there he is. (laughs) It's Jorgie. And you've actually decorated your wall. How about that? (laughs) Yes, I have. Pretty, isn't it? I got to find which one of those. One of those has got to be a picture of you playing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it. There's a couple up there. Good. It's got to be him, Good. right? Yeah. Hey, that's... do you still have the highlights of Georgie? Yeah, we're, no we're gonna have, we're gonna have to find him. <laughs> we got it coming up. Uh, hey, uh, that was Alex Mirabal. Good stuff from the Oregon offensive line coach. Hey, quick time out. Mike Jorgensen joining us. He actually has a day job, and he's carved out a little bit of time to come on and talk a little football with us. We'll be back after this. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Um, I'm fine, pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? 
Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. Drum roll, please. Oh, no. Come we're, on. We're back on Duck Insider, presented no. by Community Credit Union. We're in the country financial studio. Mike Jorgensen joining us. <laughs> it is our weekly Pac-12 picks brought to you this year by our friends at Sylvan Ridge Winery, and I know that no one is more excited about that than one Mike Jorgensen. I think of the it's three of time. us. Yeah, the it's th- time. It's time. It's time. Run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so those of you who have not been with us before on a Friday, uh, this is zero week. I don't know why we don't just call this week one and have everybody else start week two, but this is zero week. That means that we have one Pac-12 game to pick. Those of you who have not uh, heard about our picks before, we do this every Friday, and it's basically just an excuse to get the three of us together. And we like to talk with Jorgie about a number of different things on what he's thinking about, and usually it's you have to run the ball. You do. <laughs> That's <you>. it. <laughs> well, That's, yeah. Well, I couldn't tell. I couldn't. Hey, Jerry, I couldn't tell when he was looking if he was looking at you or if he was looking <laughs> at me. You know, I thought he was asking you that question. Yeah, they do yeah. have to run the ball. We'll, we'll get to that. Won't okay, we? we'll get we'll to get that. To yeah. So uh, to recap, um, we've been tracking picks at least since since I've been involved with the broadcast. Okay, I don't want to hear this again. I do not want to hear this again. Okay. Yesterday's show, all I heard for 10 minutes was him patting himself on the back about how great he is, how he's beaten our butts every year since he was born. I mean, it's like, oh, you Well, isn't that true, Jerry? (laughs) Okay, that's beside the point. You know, I just want to say thanks for listening. (laughs) You know? I wish you could have seen me. I was like, come on, that's not fair. Let me respond. Well, you could have. Well, I, had, I had nothing to respond with because you've beaten us every yeah, year. <laughs> so in 2014, Jerry was the winner. In 2015, I won. In 2016, I won. 2017, Jerry won. And then in 2018, Jerry and I made an agreement. <laughs> in 2018, Jerry and I made an agreement that Georgie needed to get one. And so Georgie won in 2018. 2019, I won in what was one of the worst years we ever had picking. Last year, though, was actually the worst year we ever had. All of us tied at 58% correct picks. We all tied. That's how bad we were last year. No, that's how bad COVID was. Yeah, no doubt. If there was a year that we were going to have a tie at the end of the year, 2020 was going to be that year. So what that means is that last year we tied. So I think that means that I am still the defending champion, which means I have to pick first. Is that correct? That's good by me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd much rather him have to pick before we do. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds great. So the way that this works, and, and Jerry, I still have, I still have the coin. Excellent. We're ready to go. Okay. We will pick also with a coin. Heads is the home team. Tails is the road team. And we do that to see if we, being the quote-unquote experts, are actually better than just a 50-50 flip. Has there, anybody ever lost to the coin in a week? So we tied last year. What was the coin? Did the coin tie us too? The coin did not tie us. The no. coin was historically bad at 38% correct picks. Ooh. So we got we got lucky. Uh, to answer Jerry's question, though, one Mike Jorgensen did go 0 and 6 when the coin went <laughs> 6 and 0 a few years ago, and he will never sorry, be able Jerry. to live it down. I'm sorry. I wasn't even going to bring it up. I, you. <laughs> It's like that's a, like picking that's like picking the winning lottery ticket, you know, in a way. I mean, it's almost that's almost completely impossible. Perfect to do. storm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a perfect storm. Uh, so Hawaii UCLA is the one game this week that we need to pick. Also, <laughs> Georgie, I'm putting it on your radar now. There are two games on Thursday next week, so we're going to have to talk with you a little bit earlier in the week. In addition to doing picks on Friday, you might be texting those in because, like we've talked <laughs> about, you actually you know have a job. <laughs> No, 
I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a way to get on. All right. It'll good. be fun. Yeah. Good. So we're going to do that on Thursday uh, of next week when uh, Weber State plays at Utah and Southern Utah plays at Arizona State. So what, what happens is, is whoever's in first place and whoever won the week before, they go first, and then we go in descending order. For each week, and it doesn't really matter this week, I guess actually it does matter for this week now that I'm thinking about this, the person who's in first place can defer on one game per week. Do we want to have any additional rules, well, gentlemen? Uh, let, let's be honest. Georgie, Joey and I, when we went to Portland this week for a big uh, Duck fan meeting, we, we tried to come up with a new rule that we could vote on and bring up. We couldn't think of one. Really? No. I mean, can you think of any new rules? Um, give me a week like you guys to think about it, and I might be able to. Yeah, but, a week? You know. We had a couple of hours. Come yeah, on. I, think, I think by next week we could maybe come up with something. Yeah, let's um, come up with something. Okay. So, And I will say, those of you who are live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, if you're on YouTube or if you're on Facebook or if you're on Twitter, feel free to throw us an idea for some uh, new rule additions, yeah, and we may yeah. or may not agree yeah, to that. Right. Um, also, guys, I would like to bring back the guest picker. If we can be either via, it was too tough last year with both of you guys on Zoom. It was really all over the place. I'm hoping that we'll be able to bring back the guest picker with a mask on, even or something like that, because I thought that was a lot of fun when we had a guest picker in place of the coin. Well, maybe that's something we do differently this year. We have a guest picker and still allow the coin to compete with us. That could be. That could be. Right? And if we ever don't have, this is the beauty of this. If we ever don't have a guest picker, we can just make Scott do it. Okay, we may vote against that. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> no. Yeah, Scott should never be part of. No, this. <laughs> he's behind the scenes. Wow. He is not a part should, of this show. No. Don't. Throw, the only thing he should do is the only thing he should do is throw a flag. No, no, okay? no, no. I'm quite flag. This whole Nothing else. Situation that's happening wait, right now. wait. Use your new addition. Oh yeah. Don't. No. Order is that I we rule against Georgie on that? <laughs> That's uh, we figured that these would be nice to have for for picks. Uh, order in the studio, Georgie. Yeah. I don't have a hammer. Do you? No, there's no. a there's a reason for that. Oh. Yeah, there's a reason <laughs> okay. for that. All right, so those are the rules. Uh, we officially don't have any new additions, uh, guys. It's the first Pac-12 game of the season. Starts at 12:30 Pacific time on Saturday. It's in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. UCLA is a big 17.5-point favorite. A reminder, because of our association, the fact that we work for the University of Oregon, we will not be picking against the spread because that would be a compliance violation. There is nothing on the line here except pride and the fact that these three gentlemen, I'm going to include Scott in this, still owe me three dinners for my victory. Soon to be four. Soon to be four. No carryover! No! That's a new rule. That's that's a new Those rule. Those in favor? I do not. I do not. <laughs> it carries. Wait, the coin? Okay. If Otherwise, it's a tie, and it does not carry. The coin? Heads is approve your new rule. Tails? Decline. Ready? Hey, hey how many times did I offer to have? Tails, decline. How Nobody many times carries. did I offer to have? Somebody deliver food to you and Lizzie. How uh, many you, times? You are, you are correct, sir, but... The point of it is that we have to have a meal together, unfortunately. You're right. It would be unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the coin doesn't count. All right. So okay. uh, Tobias has a good rule that uh, you might want to. Tobias has a good rule. Okay. We're going to take a look. At the midway point of the season, the one with the least points has to wear a beaver's hat during the show. The loser at the end of the year has to wear a husky helmet. Oh. Okay, never going to happen. I don't like that. Never no. going to happen. I'm going to be honest with you, Tobias. I wouldn't even know where to get a beaver's hat and really where to get a husky helmet. I have no idea. No. All in favor Interesting. of vetoing that rule. Okay. Sorry, Tobias. I appreciate it, but that's just too painful for this. It's, that's No, I can't do it. It makes it too serious. It does make it too serious. No. Yeah, you can't do that. All right, Hawaii-UCLA. Uh, this is the first game for any Pac-12 team this year. Supposed to be 96 degrees at kickoff, 1230. Supposed to be beautiful. Guys, I don't think this is going to be close. I like UCLA here. I think UCLA does win by a couple touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, who's next? Well, technically speaking, it would be Georgie because he won in 2018. Holy cow. Oh, How do you? Geez. It's been a long time since you won, Jerry. I didn't realize that when he went through that chronologically. Come on. Give me your answer. I don't care. Give me an answer. George. Well, I mean, so, I mean, Joey, you, you don't want to say, I, 
UCLA, I think, is a good team. I do too. I, 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 they're sneaky this year, and people better watch out for them. I mean, you look at what they did last year, and yeah, they had a losing record, but the losses they had, they could have won two, three, all four of those games because they were in the game to the bitter, bitter end, four games by 15 points. They got skill guys. They got 19 returning starters. Uh, they're playing in the Rose Bowl. And why wouldn't you take them now that they're starting to serve alcohol in the Rose Bowl? I mean, that's another reason to take them, right? At least that's what I heard. That's okay. what I've heard. All right, then. So I was just throwing that out there. I did hear some, something about that. I don't know if it's completely true. But... I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. Sounds yeah, good to me. So UCLA. I mean, UCLA is clearly better. I mean, Todd Graham, I think, got a lot out of Hawaii last year. Uh, it's no no longer the Rolovich throw it all over the place type right. of team. But at the same time, I just think UCLA is a sneaky good team this year. People better watch out, including LSU. Jerry, what do you think? It's hard to disagree. I mean, they, you know, Jorgie mentioned they bring back almost their entire starting offense and defense. I think nine or ten guys on each side of the ball, uh, starting quarterback. You bring back a starting quarterback, and, and that's huge. And so they're picked fourth in the South, uh, third in the South by some. But, I, I, you know, I, I just think their defense is back. I like their wide receivers. The running back is back. They've got everything they need to have a good season. And I think they put last year behind them, and I think they start huge. Would you like to flip the first one of the year? I don't want to drop it over, but I, I'd be happy to. I mean, make an it's effort. Up, it's up to you. You might lose in the lights. Oh, that's true. It is. Okay, yeah, we'll, okay we'll, we'll, you do it. we'll do it. Go so, ahead. heads, heads it is. Heads okay. is the home team. That's UCLA. The first week of picks is officially in the books. It's brought to you by our friends at Sylvan Ridge Winery. Pac-12 picks will be back on Thursday and Friday of next week. It's going to be a really boring week because we all picked UCLA. Also, Tobiah, this is a great joke. He says that we could find uh, a beaver's hat and a husky helmet at the Goodwill. <laughs> no comment. That's pretty good. That's no pretty comment. Good. Uh, Jorgie, hey, before we let you go, I know you got a lot going on. Uh, I want to just ask you, what, what have you learned from fall camp so far? Anthony Brown announces the starting quarterback. Still competition between Dante Manning, Triquez Bridges at cornerback. The number two quarterback spot still up for grabs. Ducks still having competition there. Those are the big announcements today. What would you learn in fall camp this year, and what are you expecting when we see an organizational chart, and what are your thoughts heading into Fresno State? Basically just your state of the program, Mike Jorgensen. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I learned very quickly that it's a pretty talented team that they have. Uh, obviously, there's some guys that are going to have to work into some positions. Talent doesn't necessarily mean success right away, particularly when you have a lot of young guys like Bridges and, and Manning battling for that quarterback position. And and yet you look at some of the young guys that are playing at the skill position, wide receiver, defensive back, flow at linebacker and all those guys that are going to contribute that haven't played a down yet. So the talent and everything else is there, but now this team really has to come together. Um, it, it's, it's a team that has worked really, really hard to get better in the off season. And uh, they're going to have to prove some things at particular positions along the defensive line. No, no more value, no more Scott. So who are going to be the run stoppers in the middle? We'll see, because that takes a lot of, pressure off of the linebackers when you could do that and last year when we started the season it was a no-name offensive line now it is a name offensive line so what type of progression do they make because for this offense to have success you have to run the ball you've got to be able to run the ball and so those are the guys with skilled people everywhere I can't wait for this team to compete. I can't wait for Oxford Stadium to have fans in it. It's just gonna—I got goosebumps yeah. right now just yeah. thinking about it. I can't yeah. wait. Me I mean, Jorge, I got to ask you a question because I feel like at many of the positions we're talking about, uh, it's an either-or who's going to be the starter, which makes me feel like you've got two starters. One of them's going to get the start, but they're going to use both of them maybe in a fairly heavy rotation. So this is a duck team in a lot of positions that's going to be a fresh team as the season goes on. Yeah, yeah, I think it's got a great opportunity to do that. You know, it, there is depth at the positions. I mean, you can name them off. And, and obviously, uh, along the offensive line, you want to be able to go eight or nine deep. If you can get there, you can do a lot of different things. And I think they're three, four deep at tight end. They're three, four deep at the wide receiver position. I think they're really set up at the running back and quarterback position on offense. And, and on defense, I think they're lined up at most of the positions somewhat that way, too. You know, it, it did, it did hurt by, you know, having a couple of players on the defense, you know, not be able to play or at least have not been out there practicing in, in various things. And so all of a sudden you've had to look for others to come in, but they've stepped to the table. 
And this is going to be a complete unit on offense and defense. And, you know, if they can just get through those first three or four games and make improvement in each game, even on the road at Ohio State, if you can improve at each one of those games and get the reps for those young guys, game reps, not practice reps, game reps, that's going to make all the difference in the world. I think this team has a great chance and the leadership of a, of a guy like Anthony Brown on offense and starting to see guys like Noah Sewell and others on defense, Thibodeau really take charge of that defense. Ron McKinley, another one. Um, I think they got the makings for it, but they got to show it on the field. He's Mike Jorgensen, Oregon football analyst, going into season number 33 in the booth with Jerry wow. Allen. Yeah. That's Is it really? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 30. 35 for Jerry. I still will never forget your first road trip at Iowa hiding underneath the table because you couldn't watch the play. And I looked and I said, Jorgie, what do you think about Jorgie? Where Jorgie? Jorgie must have gone to the bathroom. <laughs> He's hiding under the table. He was still a fan, baby. Oh, that's still right. A fan. You, you were All still right. a player is what you were. <laughs> I'm looking forward to another season, fellas. Uh, Jorgie, thanks for the time. Uh, we got to get a timeout, but uh, look forward hey, to guys. seeing you next week. Yeah, see you soon. Thanks. Hey, All right, quick timeout. When we come back, uh, Jerry and I's thoughts on fall camp. Uh, we got a lot more to get to here on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back! So consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment? Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long. Nope, sorry Susan, not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. <sighs> That's what I like. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. This is Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a Teenager, Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. And if there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. So we got a suggestion on the YouTube comments. How about add a game from the Big Ten and the ACC each week? I kind of like that with the Alliance talk. Like maybe we should just add an ACC and a Big Ten game randomly each week. How would you uh, pick the highest ranked team or the maybe just game of the week? We just all week? agree that's the game of the week. I like we pick that, that idea. One. I like that idea. Maybe we maybe we throw that one in there. That one's coming from okay. uh, I don't know how to pronounce that on YouTube, <laughs> but. That's, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Little Vaughn, I think, uh, from from YouTube. So yeah, I think that's a good suggestion. Yeah, I think that's a really idea. good suggestion. Hey, you know, we were talking about a little bit about wide receivers, and Jorgie mentioned it there. You know, Jerry, th this is a, a team I feel like for Oregon with Anthony Brown, his experience at quarterback. You had a lot of good options at wide receiver. You, you think about guys like Jalen Red, who's been back practicing with the team. He's at game shape. That's what Coach was talking about today. Johnny Johnson and his experience. Micah Pittman and his playmaking ability. Troy Franklin sure looks like he's the real yeah. deal as a freshman. I, 
not to mention the tight ends. I think this, this is one of the deeper groups of pass catchers that we've seen. Yeah, and you mentioned at the end the tight ends. I think the tight ends are really going to set this up because they are Oregon's tight ends, especially Spencer Webb, play more like a wide receiver. So that's a tough matchup for a linebacker. Somebody's got to cover that guy. But I think that, that Anthony Brown also brings a dimension. The defenses are going to have to honor what he can do with the ball, which means your receivers have even more room to create. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what this team brings to the table. So yeah. where do your eyes go when uh, when we see an organizational chart and a depth chart come out here in the in the next few days? Oh, man, I, I think probably at, on the defensive line, the linebacker, looking at that, filling those holes there, seeing the depth. I think I know who are our starters, who our key guys are going to be. But filling the depth, that secondary has got to pop out and let us know that we're good there. Finally, when we come back, uh, we're a little behind because that's what happens on a Friday when Jerry and Jorgie join the show. No offense, it just kind of is what it is. <laughs> it means our, we had more fun than we should have. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we, I do want to go through, Jerry, that just some of the, the policies that will be in place at Autzen Stadium, and Good. we're eight days away from being back at Autzen. Uh, some details on that when we wrap up the show for the week after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab an ice-cold Dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the Dew. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Duck Insider, presented by Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack and Jerry Allen in the Country Financial Studio on a Friday. You know, Jerry, we were talking just a little bit about this during the break. A lot of new policies for game day at Autzen Stadium. We're all adapting in this world that we live in. Have some patience, huh? Yeah, patience is going to be key this year. And education, educate yourself on, on, on the rules, on what to expect when you get to Autzen this year. And the best way to do that is go to GoDucks.com. Right on the main page is a little red banner at the top. Click on that. Read through all of the, I'm going to call them rules, uh, and everything you're going to have to go through to be a, a fan at Autzen this year. They're all good. They're all good, but don't be confused. Don't show up and go, oh, I, you know, I should have read that, but where, where do we go? How do I get in? Where's my ticket? All that. The answers are there. It'll make it a whole lot easier for everybody to have a good time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's going to be definitely some, some things to figure out here with all these different policies yeah. in place for week one, so have patience. There's a lot of people inside these walls that, that we all work with that have worked really hard to make it as smooth as possible, but we know that it's going to be tough. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Patience, and don't wait till the last minute to go in. Yeah, we are eight days away from kickoff at Autzen Stadium. All the details on GoDucks.com. Your Toyota Women's Sports Schedule Spotlight. Uh, this is really 
mm. a big week. Oregon Volleyball, if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, uh, they, they're going to get started a little later than initially planned because the game in front of them in the Oregon Invitational went long. But over at Matthew Nine Arena, Oregon Volleyball about to uh, get things rolling for their season. They will play again tonight at 6 o'clock as well at Matthew Nine Arena. That one's going to be against Santa Clara. It's Portland State uh, for the Ducks this afternoon. Oregon Volleyball then back at Matthew Nine Arena for a 1 o'clock Start time on Saturday, that's tomorrow, and then at 1 o'clock on Sunday, Oregon soccer. Back at Pat Bay Field, Graham Abel's team will take on Northern Arizona. We'll talk with both of those squads' head coaches and Matt Ulmer and Graham Abel on the show next week. And we're probably going to have a depth chart to run through on Monday as Coach Cristobal will be that, yeah. talking with the media. He's Jerry Allen for Mike Jorgensen. I'm Joey Mack. Have a good weekend, everybody. In the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> And now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Mm. Okay, forest animals. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, he's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.